Hi, I'm Laura Flanders of The Laura Flanders Show. Watch every week on Free Speech TV, Link TV, YouTube, or if you're in New York, CUNY TV. Prefer to listen? Subscribe to the free podcast at lauraflanders.com. I end every week with a commentary. I call it the F word. Here's this week's. On the 10th anniversary of the collapse of Lehman Brothers, all sorts of post-mortems are being written about what went wrong in 2008. The thing is, post-mortems suggest that something died. And in this case, while one of the nation's largest investment firms, Lehman, is no more, the system it came to symbolize is still with us. Ten years on, the stock market teeters from height to height and developers keep building houses for gazillionaires. Low-income people keep taking on high-income debt and wages remain too low for them to do otherwise if they want to keep their cars, their health care or their kids in college. The president, a debt-proud developer who disparages taxes, is out there riling up his mob in rally after rally. He tells everyone who'll listen that the economy's never been better and the mad media who listen to him keep listening and repeating with minor caveats. Not long after the financial crash of 2008 and the Great Recession that followed, I heard someone say it's easier to imagine the end of the world than the end of capitalism. Is it? At the level of mainstream economics and theory, ten years later, the supposedly smartest people in the land do retain their confidence in markets and privatization, debt, derivatives, and trickle-down growth at whatever the cost. But something has changed, and I remember sniffing a whiff of it first ten years ago. In October 2008, the veteran radio journalist and oral historian Studs Terkel died, and along with him it seemed right then that an entire world was passing of productive, waged, hard-but-worth-it work, the sort of work he documented in thousands of interviews for books like Working. Asked to MC Studs' memorial service in New York's Cooper Union, it was easy to feel grim, but as Howard Zinn reminded us that night, one of the dominant traits of Terkel was his incurable optimism. Knowing that to be true, I'd scattered about for news that might cheer us up, and I'd found some. In Turkle's hometown of Chicago, at that very moment, two dozen laid-off workers were refusing to be fired. Sent home with no notice, instead of leaving their jobs, the mostly black and Latino workers at the Republic Windows and Doors factory stayed put, and with support from their families and their union, they were demanding what they were owed, severance, their last pay, and an honest explanation for why the business was closing down. In the wake of the public's bailout of the banks, while some started seeing recovery in the works, others, like those workers in Chicago, started wondering about something different. Not a return to the rickety old, clearly careless system, but something else. Was there a more moral, more ethical, not to say more resilient way to run a business? Today, after much toil and trouble and help from their union and lots of others, those workers own their own business. New Era Windows is worker-owned and in the black. And that's what's changed. Instead of recovering, people have started to ask, what else? And they've started experimenting. And that's what the media were missing then and what they're missing now. But we're not. And maybe you're not. You can hear or watch this week's episode of The Laura Flanders Show, the place where we say the people who say it can't be done take a back seat to the people who are doing it, at www.lauraflanders.org. And thanks. Thanks.